This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. It is a brand new year and a brand new decade, and for many, we want to prioritize our health and fitness, but we don't want to get into something that we'll forget about by the end of the month. Sound familiar? Yeah. Well, they say that hindsight is 2020, but here on Life Beats, it's foresight that is 2020, as we are bringing you the knowledge and expertise of those who know how to make lasting change happen. Today, I am so excited to welcome back Mike and Viv Addo, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, back into the studio as we talk, establishing great habits to make 2020 your best year yet. They are here taking your questions next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Now, a lot has happened since Mr. and Mrs. Muscle were here with us last time in the Life Beat studio, but I am so excited to welcome them back and to get their take on how to establish those habits that are going to create lasting change to make 2020 your best year yet. Mike and Viv, so good to have you. Hey, very good to be back. (laughs) So good to have you. Now, listen, so much has happened since you guys were last here a few months back. You've uh, been working on an incredible amount of stuff. So catch us all up. Yes, so um, we started producing a lot more videos for YouTube. Um, We've now made it up to about 700 videos on Instagram, all workout videos that everybody can do. We've created meal plans for everyone to follow, uh, workout calendars to get everybody organized to make life a lot easier when it comes to putting your workout routine together. Um, And that's kind of what we've really been doing. We've also uh, been traveling a bit. We've just come back from the Maldives. Spent nine nine days there. Nice. Um, that was really nice. Like a <laughs> kind of like a wellness kind of retreat. Beautiful. Uh, so no tall buildings, no cars. It was <laughs> pure bliss and quiet. Wasn't that does it? sound. Yeah. That sounds like my idea of bliss. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. amazing. It's really good. Um, so that's kind of been where we're at. And you know, 2019 ended fantastically. We've um, partnered with. Um, a few really, really large companies. Uh, one of those is Gymshark, a fantastic company that we're um, very proud to be a part of. Um, so, you know, I think the last time we were on the show, you, you know, we kind of talked about stress and trying to manage absolutely everything. 2020, we've had a bit of a different outlook, brought those stress levels down, trying and learning to get a bit more organized by Viv and I. Um, so this is this is helping and, and also learning how to kind of form new habits that we can um, 100% stick to. Because this is one of the biggest things that you've just touched on, you know, stress, um, because I, I feel like that is one of the biggest things that gets people off track yes. with their own personal goals. I know it does with me and, and I used it as an excuse for a very long time. I was like, you know, I don't have time. I'm too stressed out to think about my food and to work it all out and whatever. So we're going to get to that. This is a a big one to talk about stress. But I want to ask you guys, in terms of establishing new habits, how do you do that? What are the first steps that, because I know you guys have hundreds of thousands of followers online now. It's like three quarters of a million on Instagram alone right which is phenomenal incredible Thank you. um and and so you guys get the dms every single day 
from people, you know, asking for advice. Um, what are the first things that you would advise people to do to start those new habits? I would, like for me, I think it's more, it's more to do with kind of scaling back. So what we tend to do is we tend to set timelines based on other things we've seen and other people's life. I think it's all going to have to begin with context. And a lot of us don't have the context on other people's lives. So when we're there comparing ourselves to other people making changes really, really quickly, it kind of throws us off. We feel like we're not doing something sufficient when really we just kind of need to understand our own context. Where are we at this particular stage um, in life and how does it affect us? So I would always say take a step back. Take a look at what's going on around you in your life, what you can handle, what you can manage, and that's where we would begin. I love that. I love that. That is just such a key point, not to, because we're all on social media. We're all comparing ourselves to every other person who's on our feed and thinking, I should be as thin as her, or mm. I should be as strong as him, or I should be like in this place or that place, but actually it's got nothing to do with them we do have to kind of take a step back and think about where we are, right Viv? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, everybody has their own process and own journey. So something that works for somebody else might not necessarily work for you. So in terms when you're um, approaching, trying to create new habits or looking to lose weight, you have to see how you can fit into your life and what is going to suit you rather than what suits your next door neighbor or your best friend. And so, what you should do initially is just start small and um, so just pick a few things and then implement those into your life and then once you've got the hang of that you can add a few more or progress your goal on a little bit further. But even in terms of you know the goals themselves as well to kind of just think um, you know why am I doing this? Um, it's interesting because we, we got a text uh, from Katrina um, earlier on when she saw the stories on our Instagram for Pulse95 Radio. Um, and she said, well, you know, I've been wanting to change for a while, but I can't seem to start. And my first thought with that is that you're kind of too comfortable to want to make a change. You kind of have to reach a place where you're just kind of like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of have to have had, which is kind of what happened with me. You know, yeah. I'm up to the stage now where I've lost 20 kilos and people are like, oh, Sorry. you've shrunk. But, you know, I, I got to the stage where my health was really suffering and I had to just say I've had enough mm -hmm. of that and stop making excuses and actually prioritize the whole thing. So it's kind of like, like you said, looking at where you are. Yep. And kind of going, okay, Have ha, do you accept where you're at right now? 100%. And you, you touched on, like you mentioned the keyword, prioritize. And, and that's for absolutely everybody. It's really easy for other people to kind of want things for each other, for us to kind of be like, okay, this is the societal standard. Uh, this is what we need to do. But the moment you prioritize and actually take on board what it is you want, the change will happen. It, it's exactly the same way that children learn, that we learn as adults. Like you notice at school, you're kind of not really there, you're not really studying. And then in the adult years, when you really want to learn something, you learn it almost mm. immediately. That's it. So it's, it's that want You it's want it. Yeah. You want it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's that decision that, it, that you have to make. So it's like it, you do get to a point where you can't actually take it anymore. And then you're like, nope, I'm going to stick to this because I actually, I, I know now why I want the change. I don't want to be living this way anymore. And I'm going to implement this into my life. And then obviously, because you're so set and you've got that intention there, you're able to keep pushing and keep the motivation level up because you never want to go back to 
where you were. were. So, so vital. Uh, you guys have actually started um, a bit of a, a, a new habits challenge for yourselves. Yes, that's Talk correct. to us about this. So, um, so as mentioned before, we're with uh, Gymshark and they've got something called Gymshark. Um, they've got something called Gymshark 66. And it's uh, what, it, what it is, is it takes about 66 days to form a brand new habit. Now, with this particular challenge, it's not necessarily about your physical change. It could be about mental change. It could be something small. It could be, you know, picking up and reading a a book one page a day. But the aim is for you to stick to something for 66 days and make a new positive, healthy habit. So what we've decided to implement is a bit of yoga in our lives to be able to connect with our body physically and mentally. Um, we're now five days in, which is absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it could get to like, you know, quarter to 12, I mean, quarter to midnight. And if I haven't done it yet, Viv will be like, Mike, Mike, <laughs> you cannot break this streak. And it's true. Yeah. When when forming new habits, they say, do not, you, like you shouldn't break, uh, you shouldn't have a two day streak of breaking that particular habit. Mm. Because if you do that, you really have to reset. Mm. You know, like to, to make sure that it actually sticks, you should be doing it continuously every single day. Um, so yeah, we've, we've taken on some yoga. Um, mm. <laughs> it's funny, we actually took um, kind of like before pictures and there's an image of me trying to lift my leg up <laughs> and stand and hold my leg. And I can literally probably just get it above my hip, whereas Viv is like nearly at her ear. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see after <laughs> yeah, 66 changes. days. Yeah. You're obviously much more used to yoga than Mike. Yes. Yes. I did it a lot. Um, I, I actually taught myself yoga at one stage about two years ago, um, but I, I fell out of the practice of doing it. And I really enjoyed it because it allowed me to connect to my body, but also it calmed my mind and helped me just to express and just just to keep the movement and just the flow and just it helped me feel good so and that's the important thing we're going to come back and talk about um the importance of that it's not just uh you know there are different kinds of workouts you guys are known for your hit workouts Mm -hmm. which are great for transforming the body but actually it's it's about going the other way as well and maybe some of us need to actually do absolutely nothing we're going to talk about why that's really important next i bet you didn't think you'd be hearing that but yes that is next here on live feeds on pulse 95 you're listening to pulse 95 this is live beats live beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 we are back in with mr and mrs muscle this hour on live beats as we talk how to create lasting habits that are going to make 2020 your best year yet for your health and for your fitness. It's so important. Um, first of all, you guys are very well known for your HIT workouts. Short, sharp, to the point. It gets the job done. Um, and, and that's something that uh, a lot of people still think that you need to be spending hours in the gym to actually see any changes. So what's your take on that for those who do um, you know, want to transform? Um, in terms of how long should you be working out and to what intensity? I, th- I think the first thing to really address is where are you burning most of your calories? Is it going to be inside the gym or outside of the gym? And the answer is outside of the gym. So the question becomes, what do you do inside of the gym? Um, and this is where the intensity, uh, if you work at a high intensity um, and you work with, let's say, resistance, this is where it kind of helps to kind of um, prepare your body to burn more calories throughout the day. So it's it's more about smart training. It's more about getting smart with the way that you um, train. 
Now, prior to that happening, if you're someone that doesn't move often, you don't train often, your goal and your focus should be, I need to learn how to move my body consciously, yeah. as opposed to, I need to do X amount of reps, yes. sets, you know, <laughs> this particular hit training. Mm. Oh, you hit something yeah. so hard. Because this is the thing, you know, my um, fitness level is so low and um, I, I've been trying to follow, you know, certain, um, you know, air workouts or programs or whatever. And then I get it, you know, halfway through or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm just, this is not going to happen. But actually, like you said, Mike, you've really just got to start where you are. Yes. Don't try and, and, and follow something if you're not at that level just yet. And don't despair as well. Um, you've really got to start where your body is at now and challenge it, right? 100%. And, I, and I'll give you a quick example. Um, so we mentioned about the, this challenge and adding yoga in. And mm. Viv is obviously at a different level to me completely. And, you know, it's it's easy, even at this stage of where we are, to almost potentially get discouraged. So, like, on day one, Viv was kind of, like, leading a particular flow. She can <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing because she knows. So she, she was like, okay, follow me. Flexi Viv. Yeah, Flexi Viv. <laughs> she was like, follow me. And then she did a particular move where she kind of raised her leg, held her toes and kind of like held her leg up. And I couldn't do that. And I started to huff and puff. And, and, and with yoga, it's about being calm. And I was like, no, nah, you're teaching me wrong. Like, <laughs> So I can see where some people can get discouraged. And the problem is when you are looking at someone else and expecting to be at that particular level. So what Viv did was said, look, Rather than focus on what I'm doing, listen to your body, find you know, find your flow and do something. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. Like I, I didn't do as much as she did. It wasn't as cool as what Viv did, but I absolutely loved it. Went into day two positive and went into day three positive. And so like it's always gonna come back down to again listening to what you're at, where you're at. And I think everybody needs to start learning that there is no particular wrong way of doing things. So we often hear in the gym, oh, that form is particularly poor. Like, oh, that's not correct form. Now, it's easy to judge from this side of the table, but if you don't have, again, context is the key here. If you don't have context on that person's life, if, if they've got, let's say, scoliosis or, or a different particular spine to you, or- They've just had stiff, a baby. There you yeah. go. You can't, you can't knock somebody for actually attempting to move their body. So um, I think the most encouraging thing to kind of understand here is learn to move. Just get into the habit of moving. It doesn't matter where you no. are. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the gym. Like movement is literally just standing up, going for a walk, even um, going to the supermarket or picking up your kids from school or being at work or you know going to the kitchen, anything. So um, movement could be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like, okay, now I have to go to the gym and do my hour workout because this is how I'm going to lose weight. And remember, how you lose weight is total calories burnt. So you actually lose more of the calories during the day rather than inside of your workout. So you have to always be mindful of that. And then just try and move around a little bit more in your day. <laughs> It is so vital. This is um, really important what you just said. You guys do have all of your workouts. You've got workout calendars. It's amazing. But that can actually still be intimidating to some people you know, sure. who are still starting out. It could just be like you just need to stand up and do like, I don't know, five jumping jacks. And then like you're, you're actually doing something, moving. You've done something really big. Yeah. yeah. So sure. it, it's, it's so vital for us to, to kind of like break it all down into 
One one million percent. Really tiny, manageable micro, steps. Yeah, micro steps. Yeah. And just progress it over time. So if you do want to see changes and get stronger as well, just progress it. So you might start off with those five jumping jacks that you said. So the next day, maybe do six or seven. And you've it. also got, um, you modify your workouts too. Yes. Which yes, is fantastic. Do. Yeah. You do it, you know, it doesn't matter like where you're at. So you could start anywhere. You don't have to be jumping and huffing and puffing. Yes. It's literally you. I love how, Viv, you break it down where it's just the simplest of movements for each workout as well. And that that is amazing too to yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. It, that for me personally was quite important because um, obviously uh, there's things that I can't do as well. So I'm always looking for how do I do that? How do I break it down? And a lot of the time, sometimes you for some reason you don't know how to break it down so to, so seeing that is more encouraging so that you can build yourself up so you've got the the slightly easier version and then we just we build you up so you start there you get stronger then you can go into a, a more difficult and challenging version yeah it's so important i, I mean i just you know mentioned uh, having a baby just uh, before um, last month I spoke to Kayla at Cini's. I believe uh, you guys yes. were at the active show with her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she uh, spoke in our interview about how after having a baby, she couldn't get up off the floor. She would go into the gym crying. You know, this is an athlete, you know, somebody who is a, has been a trainer for 10 years can do the most challenging of workouts. But after having a baby her body was just broken and as with a lot of women you know as with a a lot of people who go through something challenging or traumatizing to the body um you know that is really important to kind of to to also take that moment to thank your body for getting you to where you are and to realize you've just produced a miracle first of all i've got to speak up for all the moms i've done it twice and it's so hard you know like it's amazing uh, you know it is amazing and just to kind of go and she says i was crying um, uh, when I went to the gym but I was also I knew at, by the end of the workout even if I'd just done one sit up or whatever it is that that was a huge step forward and every day she would just aim for a little bit more and it's just like this is it yeah and it's it's um, it's the learning curve that we go through and it's proof like literally it's proof you could be at the most advanced stage anything could happen and you have to kind of start again. So, so the issue is being okay with starting again. And, and that's kind of like the saving grace for most people. It's like, appreciate the small wins, appreciate every single win. If it's an extra rep, if it's that you made it out of bed today to do something, if you start appreciating every single win, life is amazing. Like, as opposed to constantly chasing that really big, unachievable goal. Mm-mm-mm. So, you know, like even bringing it to, um, habits they say that there's four stages to habits and i'm just going to read these out uh stage one is cue stage two is craving stage three is response and then stage four is reward so an example would be you know you get a text message on your phone that's the cue you hear your phone buzzing on the table that's the cue the craving is what is the message that i'm about to receive like i want to know what's in that text so you're craving to see it so then your response is let me pick up my mobile and let me look at the message the reward is that you got to actually see what the message is. So now every time that your phone buzzes, you instinctively reach for it. And you instinctively, like, it's so automatic that that's a habit that's formed. And if you start understanding that it's formed on these, let's say, four stages, it's now easy to kind of implement that into um, everywhere else in your life. So waking up in the morning, you say to yourself, I want to be really energetic, uh, so I'm going to make myself a coffee. 
So the queue is waking up. The you know craving is the coffee. Then your response is making the coffee. And then the reward is I've got a little bit of a caffeine kick. But now that's become a new habit. And this is why we hear people say in the mornings, oh, I can't do X without my coffee. I can't start my day without my coffee. So now if we like really break things down, and you want to start creating that brand new habit, let's start with the cue. What do you want that particular cue to be? So, uh, you know, I, I want to, let's say, wake up and go for a walk. You know, now now you've, that's your cue. The, the craving is, I want to, let's say, smell the fresh air. I've been in this stuffy room for, you know, X amount of hours sleeping. I want some fresh air. So that's your craving. You go outside, your, um, that, your response is to go outside, start walking, and the reward is you get the fresh air and you get to do the exercise. Mm. So, Sometimes it's not so much just looking directly at the um, actual activity. It's more about, well, what's the reward I want from this particular activity? And then you can start really forming that habit, understand how it's going to change your life, and then it becomes easier to stick to. Oh, I like it. Valuable, valuable advice from uh, Mr. Muscle there. We're going to be taking more of your questions as well. Uh, and focusing on those habits that uh, are going to help your health and fitness that but you probably didn't think about first. We think of diet and we think of exercise, but there's actually a lot more to it than that as well. Lots more to come here on Life Beats. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse here with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle and talking how to form new habits that are going to make 2020 your best year yet. We're not talking resolutions. It's not something you can't stick to. It's that how do you stick to it? How do you make this part of your lifestyle, making changes that are really going to last? And one of the best questions that we have gotten on this topic is this. How do you get yourself to love the things that you currently hate to eat. For example, um, Zahra has described salads as grass, okay? Uh, She has put it out there because uh, she has a friend who is all healthy and eating salads and everything, but she's like, that is not gonna fill me up. And I just, you know, she can't imagine herself eating greens. She's like, I don't like greens, it's not my thing. How do you get yourself to like the things that you previously hated? I think I think it comes down to um, understanding. So like, it's it's easy to kind of okay. How I used to eat in the past was always, and it was always just meat on my plate, and maybe like some carbs, barely any salad whatsoever. And that's because I didn't know what you, sal- like, yeah, me personally, even yeah. you, yeah, in the past, one hundred percent. I was just a protein guy. I was like, give me that protein. Yeah. <laughs> Like, seriously, to the point where I was like, I'm looking around, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to fill myself up. You guys can have your starters. I'll wait for my main dish mm. and let it be protein. But that was down to a lack of understanding as to uh, what, what the vegetables were going to do for me, what the salad was going to do for me. Um, and it's easy to kind of feel and think, no, this stuff isn't going to fill me up. When in reality, if you truly break down the nutrients, if you truly understand what you're eating, salads and vegetables are probably one of the most filling foods you can have. They're very, very high in fiber. Um, They do make you feel uh, satiated. The key is also having um, a balanced diet, a proper meal, a proper dish that has all of your macronutrients in them. So I think when when someone says, you know, oh, I couldn't eat that, you know, it doesn't fill me up or it kind of looks like grass, it's deep rooted somewhere in their um, subconscious 
that you know eating like that isn't going to give you energy eating like that is for a particular type of person and, and no individual is to blame in in the past how we grew up was to kind of have those really fatty foods mm. um it was to have you know the the heavy foods the meats the vegetables and stuff was always there for you to kind of have but you know when when family would bring food out it wasn't a whole big plate of vegetables it was big starchy kind of foods big meats and it's only now that we're kind of starting to shift um, our eating habits and our eating patterns. That's in a lot of cultures, isn't it? For, for sure. It's you know, whether it, you, you come from the UK or, you know, even, I would say, you know, Arab food has a lot more um, vegetable options in, in, in yeah. what we eat. But yes, we still go for the meat. We still go for the rice. So how then, for something like salads, how, because, we, we, yeah, it's, it's great to think in very logical terms and mm. go, well, actually, that's going to give you so much energy. It's going to yeah. make you feel better. It gives you all of those macronutrients that you need. But we're very emotional people. It's true. We eat with our emotions. We eat with our senses as well. So how do we make that something that we love, Mike? So uh, taste becomes very, very important. Yes. Um, when we were in the Maldives, we, we met this chef, Chef Philippe. And um, f- very, very fantastic guy, very passionate about food. And he's opened a restaurant called Fat Comedian, which is um, a vegetarian restaurant. But you go in there and you eat the food and you do not feel like you're having a vegetarian dish. It feels like um, a dish that I'm used to having. And what he broke it down to was taste. You know, he's like, when it comes to food, if you're able to cook and prepare it and season it to what you're used to, to what you like, with all of the right flavours, the right combination of flavours, you no longer start thinking that you're missing out on something. Yeah. You enjoy that taste and you're like, I'm ready for more of it. It's all about thinking that you're deprived. That's what kills us. You know, you just think, oh, I'm being deprived of this. But actually, you should never be cutting anything out without adding something else. Mm-hmm. Very key. That is going to make you happy. I think that people forget that um, a, a salad is not just the leafy green vegetables that you get. There's so much more that you can put into it. You could even put like starchy carbs into it. You can put like quinoa you can put sweet potato uh, baby potatoes you can even have a meat sauce if you'd like so chicken or tuna whatever you'd like so there's so much that you can put into it and then also in terms of the vegetables there's just a number of vegetables that you can include to give it to add maybe a little bit of sweetness or just different flavors so i think that we have to get out of our minds that salad is just greens because obviously greens okay they are slightly plain if you don't flavour them and usually in a a salad you don't really put you know spices and stuff like that into it add the flavour everybody so the flavour comes from all the different kind of vegetables and like meat sauces or like even this like sweet potato or like beetroot or something like that which will give it so much more flavour colour texture and everything yeah so you can you can enjoy it um Rather than thinking of it as, okay, this is just a bowl of leafy greens. No, it just, um, it really dresses it up and it makes it exciting. It becomes a whole meal in and of itself. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think the, the best thing is we, got, we have to start using a different terminology. Instead of being like, you've got to cut this out, just start using the word replace and get into your head, okay, well, I've got to replace X. And you don't have to jump all in. It's not about, okay, let me just go straight into those greens. Just add it to your plate. Like right. minimize something else. Add it in. <laughs> Gradually, you start understanding what that feels like, what it tastes like. So, in terms of you know trying to really answer that question direct, unless you're allergic to that particular item of food, learn how to cook it. Learn how to prepare it. Mm-hmm. Try it. 
Like, and this try time, different things. This is try the it. thing. People are like, oh, I can't do it. Well, have you tried it? That's it. Have mm. you tried it? And also, well, where did you learn that this is like grass? Where did you learn that this isn't going to fill you up? And you kind of just have to challenge that person on that. And usually they go home and they're like, you know what, let me just let me just try this. And they like it. They enjoy it. There is so much inspiration out there for how to flavor your food and how to, you know, make sure that you're, um, you know, eating within uh, the, the calorie count that you need to be eating, but actually eating in a way that makes it exciting, for sure. makes it interesting to you. But at the same time, there are some people who want to kind of stick to what they already know. Um and I think that's great and that's fine because sometimes you can get overwhelmed. You go, oh, well, does that mean I have to change? Does that mean I have to just have avocados and mm. salmon and whatever, you know, for my meals? And what? Actually, no, you could probably just eat the home cooked food that, you know, you might be cultural. You might love, I don't know, your biryani or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. But just think about the portions. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, keep what you love. Mm. But think about the portions. And, and everything you're saying comes down to knowledge. It comes down to kind of like understanding, um, again, what's going into your mouth. But mm. if you really take a look at the big picture here, time comes into play. Yeah, Preparation comes into play. Planning comes into play. Like there's so much that comes into play, which means really you need to look at, again, your goal. You know, I think it was was it Albert Einstein that said about change. Like, you know, it, you can't expect things to change and then not necessarily, you know, make do something different. You know, it, the quote wasn't exactly that, but don't expect things to change if you're doing the same thing. Right. We, we call that insanity. Right. Exactly. So, you know, anyone out there that's again looking to change doesn't matter whether you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, you know, find more energy. If you're looking to change, understand, go and research, go and learn. What does it take to change? And then just start implementing it. Mm. But really slowly. And you'd be surprised mm. by how little you actually have to do yep. in making change for it to actually start taking effect. 100%. Even an extra glass of water a day makes the biggest difference. Like, you, you'll be surprised. It makes the biggest difference that, to your energy. That is, a great, that is a great tip. What are some other, like, small things that people can do that do, they don't realize can have a big impact on, you know, their day-to-day function? Uh, standing, you know, when, like, you, if you're someone that sits at a desk or you have a computer-based job, mm-hmm. standing up every, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, just stand up. You know, even if it's for two minutes, that makes a big difference to circulation. Do you know what I've realised? They're selling standing, sitting standing desks now. I've seen, yeah. I, like, I, I had to get some IKEA furniture and I'm just like, they standing have... Desk. Yeah, sitting stand. You press a button and it goes up to standing or sitting back down again. Yeah. How cool is that? It's really good. And it's really important as well. And, and these are <laughs> things... Look, we've said it. Was, was it the, the new kind of like silent killer is, is sitting? You know, sitting in that chair. Move. Get so you moving. Have, you have to move. Uh, eating as well. Um, you know, drinking maybe half an hour before you eat. Uh, trying not to drink water alongside your food. We did a great yeah. show on water. If you did not hear that show, go back into the podcast and get a hold of that because that was an amazing show on water. Exactly. Sure. And warm water as well. Warm That's water. a big one. Yep. 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 For digestion as well. Helping with digestion. Um, there's loads. Sleep. You know, um, this is really important as well when it comes to the food choices that we make. Sleep, uh, making sure to get enough rest, let your body recover, let yourself kind of go through the process of digestion. Hold that thought because we're going to come back and properly kind of delve into rest and sleep and why that is so important for your long-term health and fitness goals as well. Lots more to come. You're listening to... 
Some great tips from Mr. and Mrs. Muscle as uh, we talk what it takes to establish habits uh, that are going to be great for your long-term health. And um, Mike, you just touched on there the importance of sleep and also coming back to the whole idea of doing nothing, taking downtime, which you guys have been, I'm so glad, have been prioritizing right now. But, uh, you know, the, the, the funny thing about taking time out is like the whole FOMO thing um, and also feeling like you're not doing enough at the same we have to get over that don't we oh 100% like the fear of missing what are you missing out on you know like deep down what you we actually had to ask ourselves this question because we get inundated with emails invites events you would yeah and like in the past it was like okay we've got to be absolutely everything, everything. like we have to um, and then you kind of break it down you say well okay I'm here but how is this really beneficial and when you realise it's not, if it's not beneficial to you, you just got to cut it out. And when we started cutting that out, more time came back to us, less stress, less fear of missing out, and more focus on actually what do we need to do to kind of acquire the result that we're actually after. Yeah. So um, don't rely, like, try not to cheat yourself and rely on on other factors or other people to give you the results that you're after you have to kind of map that out yourself. Because you could be trying to do a whole bunch of different things and trying to get healthy, but stress can completely sabotage mm. what your efforts, can't it, Viv? Yeah, it definitely can. I think um, what happens with that is sometimes we take on too much and we get overwhelmed. Just like sometimes you think, okay, my goals are this, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but then when you put that in with everything else that you're doing in your life, it gets a bit crazy and then that's when you start to get stressed so obviously uh, scheduling time for yourself and just making sure that you know you, you take a step back and try and, and remember just not to do too much too soon as well and just make it something that's like realistic to your life um, so that you can actually sustain it rather than you know go hard at it for a week or two and then just burn out and don't you know be hard on yourself if you don't stick to it every single day yeah yeah actually it's about balance you know you don't need to work out seven days a week you don't need to you know be eating perfectly 100% of the time because mm. I went through this I lost about I don't know five six kilos and then um, and then it just kind of plateaued for a yeah. while or I went off the, the the diet for a couple of days and I was just like I hated myself it mm. was a, such a terrible time and I got really frustrated. I was like, what is the point? Like, I really lost it. I was like, what is the point of all of this? Why am I trying so hard? I can't do But actually, I just had to take it. I just had to chill. Yeah, yeah. That's where the change happens. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 and it's true. Like, you know, there are a lot of people like myself. I used to be like, no, I don't need much sleep. Like, four hours is fine. I can smash out all the work I need to do. And then you do. You burn out. And you don't realize that, hang on yes the world is still ticking things are still happening you taking that rest didn't destroy anything so you do you have to take that time out you have to rest and you know it, it's um something really important is a we're starting to become very oversubscribed mm -hmm. so it's easier to get over overwhelmed you know some of us have four different social media applications on our mobile and we're, we're looking at all of them we're so oversubscribed with information that it's just becoming difficult to process and because we're processing things just mentally, it limits how, how much we do physically. 
and then when you add that to all the new things that are coming out things that can turn off your your tv and your lights when you're not even in the house you start realizing that you're moving less you're doing less mm -hmm. so you're oversubscribed and you're physically moving less and doing less it's a recipe for being overwhelmed it's a recipe for stress so the focus needs to like you need to be present start becoming more present start kind of being really aware and really awake um, of your surroundings of yourself of your home life and, and what's currently happening this is one of the best ways that now today you can beat stress and, so, and that's the thing you know when when you kind of embark on a, a health journey like that it really makes you aware of what's going on in your body if you're monitoring yourself every day sure. mm -hmm. and thinking about what you're eating how you're exercising how you're moving if at all how you're sleeping then you see the patterns and and that that is like one of the biggest things as well being patient like to to kind of because i wasn't patient i'm still not i'm <laughs> i'm the least patient person on the planet and i'm just like okay well why isn't this happening and why isn't it happening faster or whatever but actually you have to be patient your body's going through different things at different times and you have to be patient enough to to see the the patterns that take place over time 100 mm -hmm. and you can't see the internal changes and this is something like if you was to go and get a body checkup a blood test and they're like wow you know your cholesterol's gone down can you see that your cholesterol's gone down <laughs> like exactly i don't even think about it but can you see your cholesterol's gone down yeah. all of a sudden doctor tells you this is amazing your cholesterol's gone down yeah but i haven't i haven't dropped from the scales but your cholesterol's gone down, the bad cholesterol. You're, you're actually getting That's healthier. Big. That's huge. That's mm. huge. huge. So take, take the small wins. You are changing. If you're moving, you're changing. If you're doing something that's out of the habit you considered bad, you're changing. You're doing, you're doing well. So stop being hard on yourself. Be more present. Uh, be more thankful. Why is sleep important? Why, why do we underestimate sleep so much? And, and why is it important for our overall health and fitness? Recovery, number one. You know, we all need to recover. Um, you, you breathe more. Like, again, a lot of us don't know how to breathe consciously. When we're awake, there's a lot of us that don't breathe correctly. You know, short, shallow breaths. Um, when you're relaxed, every muscle's relaxed, you're taking deep breaths. Your body goes into a state where more oxygen comes in. I just, as mm. soon as you said that, I just went... Consciously. <laughs> I just, breath. like, noticed my breath and I breathed differently it's the same for me even as i'm talking i, I know yeah. there's a shallow breath like it's not i'm not really breathing deep we move a bit slower when we breathe deep yeah so sleep is very important to allow you to kind of gather that oxygen in you know um allow circulation to really flow keep your body still you're in that 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 zone that moment where your body can recover you can um recharge you even burn fat in your sleep because there's more oxygen present so sleep is, yes, yeah, it's, it's underrated, I think, because everything is 24 hours. And it helps you yeah. as well control the cravings that you thought you were getting because, you know, you, you just get ravenous. You know, if you mm -hmm. don't sleep, I know oh, that sure. happens to me. Yeah, same, it does as well. I, if I don't sleep well, I crave sugar. Yep. And so that is a vicious cycle because 100%. sugar, if you have too much of it, it makes you tired. And so if you're not sleeping and you're eating constant sugar, you're going to always be craving more sugar and always be feeling tired. So, yeah, get your sleeping, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. But the, the stress as well, it does to the cells if you don't rest and don't sleep. It's, mm. it's insane. So, like, I always notice it with me. I start to break out in eczema. Oh, I, wow, I, it affects I, your skin. Yeah, it affects my skin. So uh, on a topical level, if I don't um, rest, I, already, I always know it. When I haven't slept enough or I haven't rested enough, usually if it's like two days back to back, 
my neck starts to flare up. Like I really start to feel it. Yeah, um, you get a lot more inflammation. Yeah. Um, water retention. You just, it, you don't feel y- yourself. You feel strange inside yourself. So exactly. S- sleep helps to, it's, it's almost like a, a reset every day. So if you get a good quality sleep, you wake up, you feel, even if you feel leaner and you feel, you just feel like you've got more energy. You do. And you just feel better. You just feel better. It's exactly right. I think um, we all need to do like um, a sleep challenge where, you at least go for a week where you sleep properly for a week and see what happens. It's funny you said that. So I'll quickly bring it back to the Gymshark 66. Every week they have new challenges. The challenge this week is sleep. It's get better sleep. So they've, I think they've turned it sleep 66, but start now adding sleep, a proper sleep routine to your, your habit. So oh man. That's crazy, yeah. You'll be shocked by how much difference it absolutely makes. Big difference. This has been absolutely amazing. You guys are phenomenal. We always, always, always love having you. Mike and Viv, Thank Mr. You. and Mrs. Muscle. Thank you. What what a joy. And also, happy new year. I know, it's yeah. like yes. the end of January. <laughs> yes. But still, happy 2020. Happy yeah. new decade. Yep. And we're excited to see what's to come from the two of you. Oh, amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Lots more to come in the second hour of Life Beats right after the news. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.